Chapter 19 The mansion's hallway was a stark difference from the one I'd just left. Chandeliers lit the white walls every few feet. Shiny, marbled floors shimmered from the light's glow. Carper, 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 where is he? My feet echoed with every step. I'd avoid any guards if possible. If they found me, they might kick me out before I had a chance. I'd wait for Carper in the sitting room, if I could remember which direction it was in. Downstairs and to the right? When a door moved open, I flung myself against the wall. A woman walked out in a dress that looked like it came from the 1920s in my world. Her heels echoed on the floor as she paraded down the hall. I waited until I could no longer hear her heels before moving. My heart raced at the possibility of another door opening. It was like a suspenseful game where the enemy was hiding, and I had to only step on a certain tile for the door to burst open and a creepy creature to pop out with a roar. The silence was scarier than a horror film soundtrack. Something in a room crashed at the same time footsteps and voices increased in volume from the distance. I hurried to the door I'd already passed. Locked. The voices came closer, and I strained to hear. None of them sounded like Carper. Take a chance, don't take a chance. Running toward where the crash had come from, I opened the door and closed myself into a dark room. I rummaged through the bag Henry had handed me earlier and searched for a light. My fingers bumped against something that lit up. I pulled it out. A cell phone? Here? I took a better look at the screen. It was Henry's phone with a selfie of him smiling while I stuck out my tongue. As I shone the phone around, the light revealed gold coins piled in mounds. My jaw dropped. No wonder Carper was so rich. Why was the room unlocked? It was tempting to grab a handful before heading out. No one would notice. Except for Elohim. Ugh, it was so much easier when I didn't know someone always watched me. As I turned to head out, the sound of shuffling feet stopped me. The noise paused, then started again, racing to the other side of the room. Whoever it was had exceptional night vision. My biggest nightmare. The kind children remember when trying to fall asleep lived in a room no bigger than my family's kitchen. Something hard slammed into my stomach. I fell to the ground and cried out. The pain in my rib followed. Who are you? I tried to pull in breaths. Although the form was strong, it was also small. No dragon. A shrill laugh echoed off the walls and made my gut flip like a pancake. Stone. My rising heart beat, and her laughter made a horrific duet. Stone clicked on a flashlight and held it under her chin. Her face glowed an orangish red that matched her hair. Hello, Feather. I screamed. She disappeared, creeping up behind me. She held an arm around my torso and a knife at my throat. My rib shot in pain. I whimpered. You say a single word and you're done, got it? I nodded before she changed her mind. My breath felt shallow. Spots of color danced in my vision. She let go, and I put one hand on my rib. It's not broken, Stone said. It felt broken. 
I would have heard it crack when you landed. Probably bruised. Her knife went back into a sheath attached to her pants. She sat across from me and rested her arms on her legs. What you doing here? I wiped the tears from my face. I heard someone in the hall, so I hid. It was locked. I shook my head. It wasn't. You calling me a liar? I didn't answer. I feel sorry for you, she said. That's a surprise. You and your petty group pacing our city? That's what caged animals do, you know, and all they ever kill is the nicely packaged meat that's thrown at them. Passivity has never conquered a city. Neither has standing at the edge of the wall doing nothing, I said. Are you scared? Stone's foot kicked my rib so fast I didn't see it coming. I heard a snap and a cry. It was mine. My vision blackened and I crumpled to the floor. I was still conscious, but barely. We're never scared, she said. Now your broken rib will remind you. I would never again underestimate a small girl with a mousy voice. Did you think just because you shared your boyfriend's shirt with me I'd be nice to you? Moon City holding back is part of the game, so that Dr. Carper can carry out his plan to get rid of everyone. I moaned on the ground as I tried to focus on what she was saying. Carper had a plan, but it wasn't to destroy the Lasaris. He needed them in order to become their king. But what was the point of telling her that? She wouldn't believe me. Why, I tried to catch my breath, then coughed. Why, you here? Stone's mouth curved up. The rest of you fools were being pulled around by Carper while I came here to get rich. Carper's so focused on you and the Lasaris marching around the wall like lunatics, he won't notice me. But here you are, and I'm going to have to figure out what to do with you. How old was Stone? Eleven? Twelve? Maybe she was older than she'd looked. She was a girl fighting for her life. You didn't... kill me. Your stammering is annoying. It's only a fracture. I focused on my breathing. In two days, I'd broken two bones. I could add injuries as another skill. Stone regarded me with contempt. I've heard your name means feather. How fitting that your name matches your necklace. Stone stood and gathered gold that had scattered on the floor when she'd toppled onto me. But a feather is no threat. Why hadn't my parents named me Bullet? You'll carry all? I gestured to the gold and rested my head. Stone smiled. I hated her smile. My plan was to take it out a little at a time. Thanks to you, I have a better plan. I pulled myself onto my elbows. Grimacing, I laid back down. You're the plan, she said. I tried to chuckle but wheezed instead. Can't help. I'm just a feather. She clapped her hands together. Dr. Carper wants you, right? Doubtful. He's scared. Fear isn't in Dr. Carper's blood. If he had you in his hands, he could use you against the Lasaris. If they don't leave, you die. It's as simple as that. Somehow she hadn't died when running away from Carper. Twice. I closed my eyes. Maybe that would help me forget where I was and why I was hurting. Dr. Carper prizes intelligent people like himself, Stone said. One's with a plan. I'll tell him I'll turn you over to him and that you can show us where your friends are hiding, including that backstabbing Jimmy. But only if he gives me my freedom. Once I'm free, 
I can take off with as much gold as I can carry, and no one will stop me. Easy. Easy peasy, I smiled. She had no clue what she was talking about. Carpet didn't need to find me when I was finding him. Your mom used to say the same thing. I held my breath. When Carper brought Bahar to Moon City, Stone said, she was different, like she had never seen suffering and had everything she wanted. Were you very rich where you're from? Middle class, hardworking, no children caged in walls, only disappearing moms. Stone picked at her nails. Bahar isn't the angel of a mom you think she is, she told me. She killed warriors. At the annual moon celebration, she threw two warriors into the fire, including my sister. How's that for nice? I cringed. Had they forced mom to be that cruel? Carper made her do it. Stone scoffed. Carper made your mom do a lot more for him than that. My neck heated. This was my mom who'd gone through hell. Stone had no right to talk so flippantly about her. She was a victim. Stone shrugged. We are who we are. Who had made Stone? How could I save her from their hands? Her name is Kathina. Did Elohim want me to call her by her name? I could think of many other names to call her at that moment. That's not true, Kathina. Her face fell, her eyes a glistening stone color. She cleared her throat and walked to a corner of the room. You know my name. If only she hadn't been born a slave. If only she had a chance. But she still could. Kathina? She didn't look up. Call me Stone. Come with. Here it is. She came back with a rope. I flinched as she pulled my arms behind me and tied my wrists to a pillar in the middle of the room. That hurts. Oh, don't be such a baby. I'm keeping you alive. Be grateful, Feather. Stone grabbed a pack, stuffed it with gold, and shoved a handful of plants into her mouth. Want some? She put the green leaves against my lips. I turned my head. Stone laughed. They're not that bad. My stomach growled. When was the last time I'd eaten? How long will you be gone? Stone set the pack next to the entrance. Depends on what kind of mood Dr. Carper is in when I tell him. If her friends are also sneaking through the palace... It'll be easy-peasy. What makes you think Carper won't kill you? He wasn't too happy the last time you ran away. I've told you this, Peril. I'm smart. She paused. Is Jimmy still on your side? My heart sank. I wouldn't tell her he was dying. Too bad, she said. He is gorgeous. I pulled myself against my tied hands. Don't you dare hurt them. Stone faked a sad face. You're such a cute little feather when you're upset. Oh, I almost forgot. She grabbed a headband from her hair and tied it over my mouth. For your silence. The headband smelled like sweat and tasted like salt. I gagged. I couldn't think about it. The last thing I wanted was to get sick all over myself. I focused on the pain in my side until my gag reflexes relaxed. When Stone had been gone for a while, I shouted through the headband. After my throat hurt and saliva covered the band against my mouth, I gave up. It wasn't like anyone could hear me, and I wasn't sure I wanted to be found if it wasn't Carper who heard my screams. Night had to have arrived long ago. Get up! My eyes fluttered open. 
Stone's light shone in my face. She avoided eye contact. She'd probably found out Carper didn't want me, and had to decide what to do with me. Stone untied my hands from the pillar, then retied them in front of me. She yanked my chin, gripped it in her hand, and looked me in the eye. I'm going to take off the gag. You'll stay quiet. I nodded, eyeing the knife hanging against her hip. After she took off the tie, I wiped my chapped lips against my shoulder to wipe off the saliva. My chin burned from a rash, and my jaw ached almost as much as the bruise I was sure had formed on my rib. What time is it? My voice croaked. Four in the morning. I dozed off longer than I thought. What took you so long? No more questions. Stone wound the rope tighter. I refused to make any noise from the pain and chewed my torn-up lip. What was that sound? Stone gripped my hands. It wasn't me, I squirmed. Must you really tighten this so much? Shh! This time, I heard the clawing noise at the back wall, the side that faced outside Moon City. The scraping continued as if someone clawed a chalkboard with their nails. A high-pitched screech echoed, followed by silence.